Think about all the quarantine purchases you made, the late night pizza deliveries, the mini succulent trios, the the online trainer you ghosted after about two weeks. There's one of your biggest purchases of the year that you're leaving out when you think about it. It's insurance. Insurance. Americans overspend on car and home insurance by billions of dollars every single year. And that's money that could have been spent on, you know, retail therapy. This is where the zebra can can come in and help you. The zebra. It's the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. In just literally a couple of minutes, you can compare the policies from every major provider for free. All on one independent marketplace. After a few questions, the Zebra pairs people with the right insurance company for them, if you want. Helping everyone save time and money. You can buy online or over the phone with one of their licensed insurance agents. There's no hidden fees, no fine print. Um, There's no pressure. It's the Zebra. Uh, T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com. The Zebra dot com slash Beck. Somebody is saying it. We're going we're gonna to talk about Biden's trip here in just a second and a couple of other really important things. But I, I just don't know if we can shoehorn this one in, but you can find it at the Washington Post today. The Post has uh, run an expansive report um, titled The Racist Legacy Many Birds Carry. Yeah. The Washington Post reporter is very troubled by the racist legacy of a few birds. And finally, finally, I mean, are you with me, Pat? I oh, mean, absolutely. These, these racist <laughs> birds that, uh, you know, what they do to blackbirds. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Really, it, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. And, uh, you know, when I see a when I see a bird and he's like, hey, because yeah, I can speak uh, bird. That's, hey, let's go get the blackbirds. I, I just want to shoot them out of the sky. I just I, that's how mad I am. And I have been for a long time on the the racist legacy of uh, some birds. If you really want to follow that, you can read that in The Washington Post or you could just stick around and get some real news in 60 seconds. That's I listen to the Glenn Beck program every day. Birds say that to me all the time. If you had to guess about how much, uh, how many of your personal details, including things like your social security number, your bank account numbers, other things like that, are available right now on the internet, if somebody really wanted to work hard enough to find them, how much could they find? Answer, unfortunately, is probably all of them. All it would take is just a bit of digging, especially on the dark web, and you would have it. Cyber criminals love nothing more than to put you in the uh, uh, put you into the poorhouse by by putting the putting the overtime work into finding your details. 
You need LifeLock because LifeLock understands how cybercrime and identity theft affect each and every one of us. Because each and every one of us every day put our information at risk on the Internet. And if they find something that has been taken, they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. That's really important because somebody's saying, hey, your bank account numbers on the on the dark web. Okay, well, do I call the dark web police? I don't even I don't know the address. Anyway, this is uh, this is where it really becomes important to have them because they have that team that can go in and fight it uh, with you side by side to make sure it's all cleaned up. They have that team because nobody can prevent everything. You know, nobody can watch everything all the time because it's relentless. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK. Oh, boy. Did you see the just a lovely uh, visit with the queen um, yesterday with Joe Biden? It was great. Uh, she could see uh, she could see herself in his mirrored sunglasses, uh, sunglasses, which, you know, I think it's I don't think it's rude. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anybody that almost knocks them off the face of their child when they're meeting somebody, let alone the queen. Um, but that was nice. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she had some mustard uh, there by some of the diamonds. And he was like, you should look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. I'm wearing these sunglasses so you can look at yourself. Your lipstick is uh, on your teeth. Um, but it was it was uh, it was mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And then afterwards, uh, he went right out and told everybody, you know, what what they had talked about, which uh, you don't do. Um, you know, that's a private conversation um but you know michelle obama didn't know the protocol uh barack obama gave her a tape of all of his speeches which i bet she enjoyed uh i bet she's still listening to them today and uh and i just think that's i i'm so proud i'm so proud of him as uh, president and and also uh in case you missed that important part of his speech yesterday where um, uh, the reporter asked him kind of a tough question about uh, Putin, and he gave an awkward uh, Kamala Harris laugh and then just shut down for seven seconds. Listen. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? (laughs) To answer the first question, (laughs) I'm laughing too. They actually, I, well, look, I mean, he has made clear that, uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hello. The answer uh, is, wow. I believe he is in the past. Wow. Essentially. Wow. Is that Jeez. a sign of, of, you know, mental, really mental decay? Oh, that is that's astounding. How is it? No one reports on that. No one was like, ah, and then the president just stopped for seven seconds and just kind of stared into space. 
Yeah. Can you uh, do you remember what they used to say toward the latter part of the Reagan administration? Of Reagan. He never oh, yeah. did anything oh, yeah. like that that I can remember. Never. He didn't freeze never. during speeches never. for seven seconds at a time and lose his place no. and forget what he was saying. No. That didn't happen. And they called him senile. Nope. Every I day. They They're calling Donald Trump senile. Right, yes, they are. They're like, look yeah. at him slip. <laughs> yeah. Slip. Are you kidding Crazy. me? Unreal. Ah, oh, it's crazy. And then, did you see the when he met with uh, Erdogan from Turkey at the NATO summit? And uh, everybody's wearing a mask, except for the dictator, Erdogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not wearing anything, because he's like, you, you boobs are all so stupid. <laughs> uh, and Biden tries to give him a fist bump, and... Erdogan uh, really, I don't think, wanted to give a fist bump because it's for girls. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. a transgender girl, too. I mean, anyway, anyway, uh, it was it was a little awkward and mm-hmm. uh, a little embarrassing. Um, but uh, uh, but it was, you know, it's our American president. And so I'm 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 thrilled about that. Uh, Joe Biden also adopted a new rule on Monday that could force Catholic hospitals and religious doctors and other objectors, uh, forcing them to perform abortions and uh, sex change surgeries. And I don't think, you know, we were never built on the individual and the right of conscience. That is so un-American that you would say, hey, Mm -hmm. I have a different point of view, you know? Yeah. Uh, Because these these surgeries, uh, sex reassignment surgeries, especially on children, they're so vital. They're so, (laughs) so vital. And the earlier, the better, I think. The younger you are when you get one, I, I think the better you're going to be. Like, oh, uh, if we could do them at birth, at birth would be great. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if like, great. if your boy child cries all the time, you know, it's because he wants to be a girl. There's a girl screaming to get right. out. Right. Literally screaming to get right. out. And so, right. Yeah. Right. That's the time to do it. Amen, brother. It's the time to do it. Amen. Yep. So. Uh, the, the quick summary here on uh, Joe Biden is that he is working with the rest of the G7 to launch a Build Back Better world partnership. If you're not mm. following the Great Reset, you must, because you will understand what is going on right now. Um, it's aimed mostly at the developing world. Uh, build Back Better, that's, I mean, uh, France uh, is using that slogan. Uh, England is using that slogan. Well, that's because they love Mm. Joe Biden. No, it didn't Mm, come from Joe Biden. Right. It came from the Great Reset. And what they're doing is essentially trying to establish the Great Reset in low-income and middle-income countries, think Africa, first. He made comments yesterday specifically noting the purpose of the plan to compete with China's Belt and Road Initiative. If you don't know what the Belt and Road Initiative is, that's that's old timey Chinese speak uh, for the road, the Silk Road that they had uh, coming out of China and all the trade would come and go up to uh, Europe and and, uh, the rest of the world. And so now they have they're calling it their Belt and Road Initiative. And um, the comments, 
might solidify a few things that I have said in the past. This is a gigantic development on this front. I want you to listen to some of the comments uh, that the president said. He said, hey, folks, how are you? Well, good afternoon. We've just wrapped up what has been an extraordinary, collaborative and productive meeting. The G7, everyone at the table understood and understands both the seriousness and the challenge we're up against and the responsibility of our proud democracies to step up and deliver for the rest of the world. That's what the G7 is all about and rallying the world's democracies to meet the challenges that the world faces. Did you remember what I told you yesterday? He said was the challenge that the world faces, that all of these democracies face. Can they actually respond fast enough like a communist or fascistic country can? Because China, they they are public private partnerships with business. And when I say that, I mean, um, the public, the, the government really kind of runs it. And once in a while, if one of the CEOs doesn't do what they say, then they publicly execute him. So it's, uh, it's great. It's a nice partnership. Um, and that's what they're working on. I mean, not the execution of, of, you know, uh, CEOs yet, but this is what they're working on. Uh, he went on and said, we have to deliver for people. Uh, our people and for all people, quite frankly, everywhere and in a pandemic and maintaining robust support for an equitable, inclusive global economic recovery were top priorities of our nations as we get together. So the top priorities of the G7 equity, which is equal outcomes, inclusive global economic recovery, which means You've got to serve the poor first. And over the past few weeks, the nations of the G7 have affirmed that democratic values that underpin everything we hope to achieve in our shared future, that we're committed to put them to work. One, delivering vaccines and ending the pandemic. True. Two, driving a substantial, inclusive economic recovery around the world. Three, fueling infrastructure development in places that most badly needed and for fighting climate change. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of the president going overseas and meeting with the G7, I think, wow, I hope they're I hope they're all committed to a substantial, inclusive economic recovery, uh, one that really adjust, addresses uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. And that we we not only build our infrastructure, which is costing trillions of dollars, but we also build um, Africa's infrastructure because um, I just think that's uh, really good. Well, and the only way we're going to meet the, the continent global... so yeah. thoroughly that, you know, we right. owe it to him. We right. owe it to him, obviously. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to meet the global threats is by working together uh, with our partners and allies. Last mm-hmm. time the G7 met, there was no mention of China. But this time there is a mention of China. And G7 explicitly agreed to call out human rights abuses in uh, Xinjiang and uh, Hong Kong explicitly. Two, 
to coordinate common strategy to deal with China, the non-market policies that undermine competition. They've agreed, and that's underway now, how to do that. Three, to take serious actions against forced labor in solar agriculture and in the garment industries, because that's where it's happening. They've all agreed to do that. By the way, all of these are stated goals from the economic forum, World Economic Forum of Great Reset. He said, I feel very strongly. I propose that we have a democratic alternative to the Belt and Road Initiative to build back better. Wow. And by the way, uh, how much has our credibility been undermined by the fact that our government is running around the world telling everybody how racist we are and how awful we are uh, about race and that our human rights are no better than anybody else's? And then we go to China and try to tell them about their human rights? Yeah, it, it just it's not working. Yeah, China has already said, don't lecture us about human right. rights. They've already yep. said it. You're yep. the most racist country on, on the face of the earth. Sure so have. we have no credibility. But remember, you can't have equity if Americans have the wealth that we currently have. You can't because we mm-hmm. are so far ahead of the rest of the world. You have to tear us down and destroy our economy and also destroy the supremacy of the U.S. dollar. Once you do that, you destroy our wealth, you destroy our dollar, and then the world can, can think about equity. And it'll be really great because we'll all be equal. I mean, some will be more equal than others, but certainly we'll all be equal. By the way, um, I got something from the White House yesterday. They dropped it off yesterday, and I just want you to hear it. It's Joe Biden at his best. We'll do that in 60 seconds. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash Beck and join right now. First and foremost is AMAC's uh, advocacy for conservatives. AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it has participated in over a thousand personal meetings with congressional leaders, ensuring that your voice is heard on issues like freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and religious freedom. AMAC is pushing back against the ultra-liberal Marxist legislation that is uh, that the left is just trying to ram through Congress. AMAC makes it easy for members to get involved. In fact, over a quarter of a million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. And believe me, they may not hear your voice, but when you join with other voices, there is strength in numbers, and Congress is listening to your voice with AMAC. The second thing, AMAC provides members with exceptional benefits, things like life insurance products, uh, travel discounts, uh, and so much more. And the third is people say, where do I go where I can trust the news? If you want to really know what's going on in Washington, AMAC is a source of uncensored information that you can trust. Newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, and a bi-monthly magazine. AMAC. It's the best choice. AMAC. For the advocacy, the benefits, the information. But most importantly, join because America needs all of us. Join today at amac.us slash Beck. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. I'm back with hello. Go, go right.
uh, Hunter Biden is an artist, but so is his dad. <laughs> really. Listen. I spend a lot of time outside my mind. And when I speak, there's tons of words I cannot find. I sometimes think I'll pass out on the floor. I'm Joe. Tell me what am I here for? Cause I'm bleeding from my eyes. And I've got that creepy smile. Being president is exhausting. Let me nap a little while. When it comes to what I'll say, you can see I have no clue. But the one thing you can bet is, it's not true. Ooh, my lyrics. I long to smell the shampoo in your hair. And you'd be smart to wear a pair of iron underwear. This Hunter Biden stuff has got to go. And my matlock on the tube Tell me how this sentence ends For I haven't got a clue Jen Pisaki I'm really Pisakin' I need you It's uh, mm. beautiful, beautiful work uh, from a very talented family. And Hunter Biden and his new art project, he is definitely not selling access to his dad. That is not money laundering. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. He is a new and a very accomplished artist. Uh, you know, he learned to paint, I think, in drug rehab. And he's been in this there several the times. Program. Ah, what would you give for a do-over? Maybe get a chance to go back and ask that girl out to the prom that you never quite got the courage to speak to. Start that business you always knew you had the talent to start. But you didn't because you were afraid. How about just going back and reliving the days when you weren't in pain all the time, just so you could appreciate them a little bit more? What if I told you the last one is kind of possible? You have a do-over for pain. It doesn't come in the form of a time machine or even a pen on a doctor's prescription pad. It is something called relief factor, and it's not a drug developed by doctors. But 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It works for them. It could work for you, too. You could get a do-over. All you have to do is give it a try. Order the three-week quick start trial pack now for nineteen ninety-five. 
1995 to see if you can be out of pain in three weeks relieffactor.com call them 800-583-84 relieffactor.com and don't forget to use the promo code glenn to get ten dollars off your subscription at blaze tv.com this is the glenn beck program uh First, just a quick personal note. I can't thank you enough for all of your support. There's so many people that are are uh, just have been rooting for me uh, on my uh, my art project, American uh, Heroes, Myths, and Legends. Uh, and as I announced yesterday, it's going to be at Park City Fine Art. You can go to the website now and find out more about it at parkcityfineart.com. Uh, we announced earlier this morning uh, that we are going to have an official show. It's so funny because they're like, and we'll have the uh, the artist reception at. And I'm, I'm like, yep, that's what we should do, an artist reception. I have no idea what any of this means. Um, but anyway, we're, uh, we're going to be doing that July 26th through July 31st in Park City at Park City Fine Art. Uh, it's uh, when they debut the work. I think it's up right now, but they're going to be taking it down soon. Um, and I'm going to be there on Saturday, July 31st. So the last day uh, of July, I will be there in Park City at Park City Fine Art. The proceeds that I make from the art, I want you to know, go to Mercury One, the American Journey Center for the uh, prevent uh, for <laughs> prevention, the uh, preservation of history. Also, um, O-U-R and the Nazarene Fund. So all my, all my um, profits will be going to Mercury One. Find it uh, at parkcityfineart.com. Okay, let me go real quickly now, my friend, to the former Biden COVID-19 czar. Oh, I've missed these czars. Here he is on COVID-19. How much of this pandemic was preventable and how? Well, of course, we would have had a, a pandemic here in the U.S. no matter what. Um, but but and look, we can count the, the, the mistakes, and I think it's important that we do it for nothing else so we don't repeat them. We obviously had a set of technical mistakes with the testing and, and the, the PPE that we know about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we're honest, we also yeah. had two other, two other types of mistakes that caused a lot of loss of life. One, just plainly political leadership mistakes. Um, there was a lot. We denied mm-hmm. the virus for too long out of the Trump White House. We, there was too much squashing of oh dissent and playing on divisions. But I'd also think we all need uh-huh. to look at one another and ask ourselves, um, what do we need to do better next time? And in many respects, being able to sacrifice a little bit for one another. Um, to get through this and to save more lives is going to be is going to be essential, and that's something that I think we could all, all right. have done a little bit better on. Mm. Right, we could have sacrificed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the sacrifice of forty percent of all businesses now being closed—I mean, permanently out of business—only forty percent. But I don't know if that sacrifice was good enough. Or the fact that teen suicide now is up at 31%. I think a few more of us could have sacrificed our children. Uh, you know, throw it up on the altar of, uh, of uh, Anthony Fauci. I think we could have done it, right? Could have done it. Go to hell. 
Yeah. Who do you think you are telling us that we should we should sacrifice more? Oh, my gosh. That is. Oh, my gosh. So and, reminiscent. And of by the Jimmy way, Carter in those days, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Blaming yeah, everything and on the by American the way, people. Everybody on the left, the media and everything. Oh, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump was a little slow. Really? Was he? Because when he shut down Europe, when he shut down travel from China, you all belly ached and said, oh, my gosh, what a racist. And you're on TV saying, come on down to Chinatown. Don't start with me. Some of mm. us have memories. Now, you know, Lori Lightfoot, uh, who is just... Delightful. I would say a fox, but uh, yeah, she's just she's just delightful, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, she's you know taking some heat because she was uh, uh, she was only meeting with uh, you know minorities uh, reporters. Uh, she didn't want to meet with any white reporters. Uh, now, yesterday she came out and she said, or the day before yesterday she came out and said, uh, you know, really that only lasted two days. So it's really not a problem. Well, it only lasted two days because everybody on the planet hammered you for it. Here she mm. is uh, speaking to uh, John Berman, the Chicago Mary Lori. Light. By the way, Lori Lightfoot. Is she Gordon Lightfoot's mom? mom? Yeah. Or, or grandmother, because Gordon's only 82. I think she might be his grandmother. So, because wow. he's quite a bit I younger. didn't know the connection. Because I've, yeah. I've always... You know, I've looked at Lightfoot, and I think Native American, but I never thought of Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so does she know about the uh, the, the sinking of, of the Edmunds Fitzgerald? Well, yeah, because it's a legend that lives on from the Chippewa on down, you know, on the big lake they call right. Gitchigumi. So she knows. Right. She knows. She knows. Okay, here's, here's Gordon Lightfoot's mom, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> I'm the mayor of the third largest city in the country. I'm an African-American wow, woman, alike. to state the obvious. Don't Every day know. when I look out across my podium, I don't see people who look like me. But more to the point, I don't see people who reflect the richness and diversity of the city. So, yes, like I started a oh, long overdue conversation about diversity in newsrooms and coverage. You all are the mirrors on society. You reflect with a critical and important lens the news of the day. You hold public officials like me accountable. Okay, stop. Just pause it for a second. Keep that on screen. May I ask? No, no. See if you can keep that on screen. Uh, May I ask, uh, (laughs) Pat, my monitor here at the ranch is very small. Mm -hmm. Is he... Is he Native American or is he Indian or Hispanic? John Berman? The reporter. Yeah. John Berman. So uh, is yeah. he white? Uh, well, yes. I think he's, I think he's okay. I white. don't know because I can't see. He just looks, yeah. he just looks from, from in, I'm well, looking at a like two by two monitor here. Yeah. Uh, and he looks like um, uh, an Indian. And I don't mean American Indian. And, and he, but, he looks uh, a little constipated as well. So I think there might be some of that going on, too. Well, that's probably his white guilt. If he's a white guy, yeah. that explains that. It's yeah, not it constipation. It's, it's white guilt. Uh, by the way, <laughs> for those who have been waiting, waiting for the follow-up to white fragility, I mean, some people I know didn't read it. And you have to read it because you won't understand the second one. There is another volume coming out in the series, 
It's called Nice Racism. And it's Robin D'Angelo's new book. I've been waiting. Finally. For I mean, I think the whole country, oh, the yeah. whole country has been saying, Robin, we, you can't leave us on that cliffhanger there at the end of White Fragility. <laughs> what happens to the main characters? So she, so she has nice racism coming out. And um, she's, this one is written directly to white people oh. as a white person. Uh, she identifies many common white racial patterns and breaks down how well-intentioned white people unknowingly perpetuate racial harm. Uh, and I think that's great. Um, it's just, I'm glad somebody's finally willing to say it. Uh, she said those patterns include rushing to prove that we're not racist. Okay. Um, downplaying white advantage romanticizing black indigenous and other peoples of color that happens hmm. all the time i've been Weird. romanticizing yeah that all the time me too sometimes i uh, pretend to be all three at the same time black indigenous and other Do peoples you? of color yeah that is so yeah. romantic isn't it that is so romantic yeah yeah pretending white segregation just happens <laughs> she's on to us yep you know i have to tell you in my last HOA meeting, which some say I never attend, but, uh, oh, mm -hmm. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, we were specifically, well, we didn't actually use these words, but we're like, how can we keep this neighborhood segregated? Mm -hmm. And that's when a lot of the guys who are black that live <laughs> uh, in my neighborhood were like, excuse me? And I'm like, oh, Oh, you're probably not black. You're probably a sellout to your race. And they were like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, and then the feeling that we've all had, she explains uh, the feeling, just feeling immobilized by shame. Wow. And I think that's what is happening to my son. I really do. Uh, I thought it was just sheer, unadulterated laziness. <laughs> But, but no. I think that it, no, I think he's immobilized by shame. Uh, and she, what's great is she writes candidly about her own missteps and her own struggles. Um, hmm. You know, and to, she does it to encourage white readers to continually face their complicity and embrace courage. The, because you're going to need it in that lifelong commitment of accountability. And, mm -hmm. oh. I mean, here are the table of contents. What is a nice racist? Uh, second chapter is the one I think I'm buying it for. Why it's okay to generalize about white people. Oh, I well, think that one is. Yeah, because they're white, obviously. Uh, that's why it's okay. Right. It's a short book. Yeah. It's a short book. <laughs> what is a nice racist? Uh, one that uh, you know doesn't beat you over the head and kill you. Uh, I mean, without a smile on their face. Uh, why is it okay to generalize about white people? Because they're white. Mm -hmm. There is no choir, chapter three. I don't think you need more than the headline on that one. Uh, what's wrong with niceness? Well, a lot. A lot. I, honestly, a lot. Yeah. People need I mean, to be niceness meaner. doesn't always get you. No. You know, you got to be, you got to, sometimes you have to sit a, uh, set a city on fire to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. um, Still some shoes. Moves, along the, way. the moves of the white progressives. 
Mm. Mm. I wonder if that chapter, that's chapter five in Robin D'Angelo's new book, um, Nice Racism. Um, the moves of white progressives. I wonder if that includes how all of those white progressives that set up BLM, you know, the global network, um, how all those white people set that up and then uh bilked everybody who gave to blm you know remember we told you but of course robin d'angelo was saying hey blm donate to blm and who got rich uh the white liberal progressive so well and patrice uh, colors uh obviously the co-founder of blm she made a few bucks on the on the side too which was Oh, I couldn't disagree with you really anymore. I'm the, I mean, oh, okay. she, yes, she's she's an accomplished she's an accomplished accomplished artist. Well, and uh, just like uh, and Hunter a tra- Biden. trained Marxist as well. So you know she right all right. her intents are good. She, yeah, and she knows how to make money as all Marxists do. <laughs> yes, uh, you steal it from you steal it from <laughs> others. Um, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. It's Built Bar. <sighs> Now, it could be my scale, but I think I've actually lost weight. The scale may be broken, uh, but it says that I have lost uh, 15 pounds since the beginning of the year. And that's probably uh, 14 pounds in the last two weeks. Anyway, uh, finally started losing some weight, uh, trying to lose weight and be more healthy. Built bars are made with 100% real chocolate, and unlike most of the protein bars out there, they don't taste like a doormat. They're low-calorie, they're low-carb, high-fiber, high-protein, uh, pro, uh, and all-flavor. They have new flavors coming soon. They have strawberry cheesecake, birthday cake with sprinkles. I'd have to work in some more snacks every day, but BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your next order. Your mouth is going to thank me. Well, of course it will, because that's where your, that's where your, I mean, your mouth forms the word. Anyway, BuiltBar.com. Promo code BEC15. It's BuiltBar.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Pat, uh, next hour... I think we should. T- I think we should do a uh, a quick poll on uh, on the phones eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. I've got I've got really important stuff to get to. I I've got some really important things on the economy uh, and what's coming. Uh, also on CRT, or I could give you some fun stuff and some uh, you know. Stuff that doesn't matter quite so much, and it's just just good eating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I which, like that. Which do you vote for? Oh, the good eating every time. For? Every time. Good eating. Mm-hmm. Good eating. Do you have stuff from your show today that was good eating? That's good that, eating. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just good fun, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, actually, I do. You think the Roger Walters uh, or Roger Wa- Waters uh, thing is is kind of? Oh, that's good eating. Kind of borderline. Yeah, it's good eating, but uh, not as fun. Well, kind of it. Do you know who Roger Waters is? Um, I, some would say that he's best known for Pink Floyd. Um, I would say he's best known for being second in line for the guy who hates Jews 
uh, and, and he's only behind Adolf Hitler, perhaps. Uh, he is he is an anti-Semite of biblical proportions. Mm-hmm. But he did something the other day that caught my attention. He was at a uh, forum of uh, of free speech, and he came and he held up an envelope. And here's what happened. This this is something that I actually put in my folder when I came out here today. You have no idea what it is. Nobody does, because it arrived on the internet to me this morning. It's a request for the rights to use my song, Another Brick in the Wall 2, in the making of a film to promote Instagram. So it's a missive... It's a missive from Mark Zuckerberg to me, right, arrived this morning with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money, and the answer is you. No way. And I, I only mention that because this is an, an insidious, it's the insidious movement of them to take over. This is the Glenn Beck Program.